Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Lena podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, happy Monday. Oh, it's December. It's so close to holidays, to Christmas, to New Year, and then Christmas on Orthodox Christmas calendar. <laughs> so many things are happening. Plus, you probably are excited to start New Year, probably like many of us, hoping that uh, it's going to bring a little bit more good news than um, news like coronavirus or something similar. Um Anyhow, guys, uh, that being said, you know, Monday, it's a new day, new beginning of the week, and it's time to set some intentions, set, set some goals, and make a plan to work the plan, to get the results, to most importantly, move things forward in the direction that you want them to move, in the meaningful for you direction, be that your health, your fitness, your nutrition, your career, uh, your impact, your legacy, your relationships, um, all of that, or, you know, one part of that, whatever that is, it's time to get after it. Um, that being said, uh, let's get into our conversations, uh, our conversation about food, and specifically today about what happens uh, to our food in our gut? Guys, uh, just finished this book, finally, The Mind-Gut Connection, how the hidden conversation within our bodies impacts our mood, our choices, and our overall health. Um, it's an amazing book, and it took me some time to finish because it's quite scientific, and it's not something that you can just um, look through. Uh, to understand really important things here, you actually have to pay attention and read quite carefully. And sometimes it took me uh, a few times to read a sentence so I could understand it. I felt that there was something important, but... Uh, First time reading, I just couldn't understand what exactly that was and what it meant for the rest of my knowledge. Um, but let me assure you, this is one fascinating book. And if you are someone who cares about your decision-making process, about your uh, emotional life, your um, emotional peace and stability and balance, uh, about... Um, even your personality and uh, how you deal with things in life, um, if you care about your mental health, and of course, if you do care about your physical health, how nutrients and food um, are metabolized and uh, what kind of benefits or uh, negative effects you're getting from your food. Um, so all of that, if any of that is important to you, then... Um, what I'm going to tell you today uh, is important to you too. And then this book is something, if you are interested in reading health books, um, food books, nutrition books, um, also mental health books, uh, personal development books, this book is can be a really amazing read. But again, you got to be a little bit uh, patient because uh, it's a little bit more scientific than um, your regular diet book out there. Um, so 
without further ado, let's get into some good stuff, into some meaty stuff, uh, stuff uh, that you can actually use. Um, I want to share with you guys a few takeaways, a few um, lessons, a few aha moments that I got from reading this book, and I believe that are super important for you to know to make certain uh, food decisions, eating decisions, and understand why um, it's best for you to make those decisions instead of other decisions. Like, for example, why it's better to eat an apple instead of some fitness protein bar or plain candy, even though some might say that sugar is sugar and sugar is food is the same sugar as it's in a candy bar or in um, some uh, fructose sweetened drink or in juice. Uh, It's not the same, guys. And here is why. What, um, while reading the book, um, I found out, uh, more confirmed than found out, that food, when our gut bacteria digest our food, they produce a lot of different compounds or metabolites that influence our uh, health in all these different ways. Our health, our emotions, um, our how our brain makes decisions, so many things. So, um, it's not so much... Uh, it is important what's in the food, like different compounds, like, for example, fructose in fruit. But it's even more important how the whole food or whatever you consume uh, interacts with our gut bacteria and what they do when they digest certain food, what they produce, because 40% of different chemicals in our body circulating at any given time, 40% of those are made by our gut bacteria. And our gut bacteria makes makes certain things based uh, to a huge degree on the foods that we put in our gut. So uh, if we eat apple, a whole apple, for example, our gut bacteria will do one thing. If we eat a piece of sugary candy or a croissant, our gut bacteria will do a completely different thing, will produce different metabolites. And from the evidence that we have, uh, eating an apple uh, will make our gut bacteria produce things that are beneficial for our short and long-term health. And eating a candy bar will make our gut bacteria produce stuff that uh, isn't all that good for us. Uh, and from all the studies, all the recent research, uh, all these differences in different, for example, blood sugar <clears throat> fluctuations uh, of every individual, you and me, So the differences between our blood sugars in response to eating different foods uh, has a lot to do with our gut bacteria and how our different gut bacteria species um, digest foods and what they do with that food after. You know, guys, uh, we humans, we share DNA, like most of our DNAs, I think, uh, 99% of it is the same for um, for all of us. So we are not that unique when it comes to our DNA, but we are quite unique when it comes to our gut microbiome or bacteria that lives in our gut. So uh, only about 5, maybe maximum 10% of gut bacteria that, that we share 
among humans. Uh, most of our gut microbiome, our gut bacteria, is really, really different from person to person. And that's what scientists believe causes all these different fluctuations in blood sugar and all the other reactions that we get from eating the same foods. Um, and why I'm telling you all of this, guys, is... Let me start with this. Uh, we know that certain plant compounds, polyphenols, antioxidants, and other compounds that we don't really know the exact names for, um, can uh, cause different effects in our bodies. So, for example, if you take cinnamon, simple cinnamon, people who regularly consume um, enough cinnamon, maybe like one, two grams per day, their postprandial or after-meal blood sugar tends to be lower uh, compared to other people who don't consume cinnamon. So there were studies done, and you can Google it, and quite reputable resources did the study. So cinnamon has this blood sugar-lowering effect, especially after meals. And then there is other compound, berberine, that is uh, uh, that we make extract from some plants. And uh, it's also proven that when we consume berberine, blood sugar uh, is lower, also cholesterol is lower, and a lot of other things are influenced by that plant compound that we can find in plants, but these days they extract it. And it even might work as well as metformin, one of the most popular uh, drugs for uh diabetes uh, and to help to manage blood sugar response. So this simple plant compound that you can extract from plants can have so many effects, right? But then guys realize now that fruit, for example, the reason uh, why I'm talking so much about fruit these days is because it uh, fruit got some bad rap. They say, you know, fruit and sugar is just as bad as processed sugar. So, and that's why I'm telling you this, guys. Fruit, uh, it's a whole package. It's it's a food item. Uh, it's a whole system of different compounds woven together by nature into one food. And all of these compounds, when we eat an apple, they interact with our microbiome, all of them, all the antioxidants, all the other feed, phyto or plant compounds. It's not, an apple is not just pure fructose. Besides the fibers, different kinds of fibers and slowing down the digestion, uh, we also have all these different plant compounds, those antioxidants, polyphenols, and um, probably a lot of other compounds that we haven't discovered yet because every month we discover something new, um, maybe even every week. I'm not sure about that. But, uh, guys, so when we eat an apple or a banana or uh, any other fruit or, you know, berries like blueberries, like raspberries, uh, we shouldn't just look at the fructose content. We also should think about, because we can't really look at all of them since we don't know all of them, we should think about all the compounds that are in that whole food besides the fructose. Uh, so apple would have a lot of different uh, um, 
antioxidants and vitamins and polyphenols and all these other stuff that pure fructose does not have. And our gut microbiome, from all the evidence we have, uh, does react differently to an apple and a sugar-sweetened beverage with fructose. And also, it's going to react differently to uh, whole fruit and to juice, to fruit juice, to whole fruit, and to smoothie, to whole fruit, and some extract in a powder form. So it's all going to be different. Uh, probably the most important lesson that I learned from this book is that is that lesson that the reason why we can't compare apples with pure fructose it's not just because of fiber, fiber and delivery mechanism, but also because of all these other compounds that have an effect with our on our microbiome that interact with our gut microbiome, making them to create different metabolites or byproducts of their digestion and their uh, life, and having and those metabolites having different effect on our blood sugar and our cholesterol and our different. Uh, biomarkers of our health or different aspects of our metabolism. Um, for that reason, guys, we need to pay attention more to the quality and the kinds of food we put in our body. And from the evidence we have, it seems that uh, foods created by nature without any emulsifiers, additives, preservatives, enhancers, antibiotics, hormones, pesticides... Uh, natural foods, those are the ones that produce maximum uh, positive uh, health effects without all the negatives. Um, there, in, there is no actual evidence that uh, weed people get any negative effects unless it's, you know, some poisonous plant or something or a poisonous fish that we get uh, much of negative effects from eating whole foods. But there is growing number of evidence that we are getting quite a lot of uh, negative effects on our gut microbiome and our overall health when we introduce all these other compounds created by our civilization. So all these preservatives and additives. And they say, well, they are harmless. They are permitted by different food organizations. Uh, um, but did you know, guys, that most of the studies about safety of different food compounds, they are done on mice. Uh, uh, and they basically check for toxicity is this mice going to die right now or is it going to survive for their life cycle? Well, first of all, we are not mice. And second of all, uh, what is okay one time or once in a while uh, might not be okay when you consume it every day and it accumulates and also um, results compound, guys. Uh, so... You might not feel anything today, and you might your overall health might not be affected that much, and even your gut microbiome. But if you eat something for ten years, uh, and that's totally a normal situation these days, you know they put so many additives, emulsifiers, all this different stuff. If you are eating all of that stuff without um, paying any attention to what you put in your body, you know, also supplements, all these bulking agents and God knows what else. If you put that in your body on a regular basis, that stuff accumulates and nobody really knows what's going to happen to you in 10 and 20 and 30 years. Nobody does the studies. Who does a study 10, 20, 
30 years uh, in a supplement company to figure out if that's going to affect your long-term health and you're going to have some horrible disease by the time you're 50. Uh, nobody does those studies, guys. That's why uh, put uh, the least amount of uh, unknown stuff into your body. And what was even more mind-blowing in this book, guys, the, the, uh, this MD, he's a researcher, he talks about the fact that uh, our gut microbiome interacts also with the DNA in our foods. So if you eat uh, meat made by nature in the form of cow's meat, and you eat meat uh, grown in a lab, uh, the result on our gut microbiome is most probably, they say, is going to be completely different because there is going to be different DNA information. So that's why when um, somebody asks me these days, so what do you think about Singapore approving lab-grown meat? You're going to try some? I'm like, maybe I'll wait for like 5-10 years uh, unless I really um, like have to or forced to eat that meat because you just never know how that interaction going to end up with this new uh, DNA and our gut and what's like the net effect in 10, 20, 30 years going to be. So that's an experiment and I don't think I want to run it on myself just yet. Maybe if there is a situation when we are starving and we have to eat it, maybe then I'll consider it. But before that, I'll eat the real thing that we've been eating as humanity for thousands of years. And that's what I recommend to you to do too. Guys, all that being said, what I want you to take away from this episode is that our gut we have more gut bacteria in our gut that we have human cells in our whole body. So that's an important organ or organism. We are basically symbionts. We have this whole colony of stuff, of living stuff in our guts. And they do a lot of good stuff for us when we feed them the right stuff. When you choose foods... Remember, foods, supplements, bars, meal replacement. Remember that all of that is going to be digested and metabolized by your gut. Nothing goes unnoticed, not even a capsule in which your supplement comes from. Nothing gets unnoticed. Everything is metabolized in your gut. And even though your soda might say zero calorie, but sweetened with sucralose, studies actually show that sucralose long-term has a very negative effect on our gut health. And people who drink a lot of artificial sweeteners, sweetened beverages do not have good health. And a lot of it, they speculate, probably has to do with our gut. It's to say it softly. Um, so what I want you to take away from today's episode, guys, everything has an effect on your gut and they produce different things based on what you put in your body. And... Whole foods coming in whole package will always have different effect than some extracts, potions. Uh, and so an apple will have completely different effect on your metabolism, your blood sugar, everything compared to fructose uh, in isolated form, maybe in the form of sweetener in soda or maybe in a form of um fructose sweetened energy bars. There are those uh, on the market. So the effect is going to be completely different. I do not recommend to eat 
uh, isolated fructose or drink it for sure. But I do recommend you to eat whole fruit, uh, not in the form of juice or um, smoothie, but actually chew your whole fruit. Um, that's um, also another takeaway, chew your whole fruit. <laughs> Uh, but yes, guys, everything that you put in your mouth, it goes through your gut. It is digested, assimilated, absorbed by it. And based on what you put in your mouth, our gut bacteria will produce different things. And the quality of what you put in your mouth will define what kind of stuff your trillions of gut bacteria will produce and whether that's going to affect you net positive or net negative. So please do a lot of good stuff that they do recommend these days to do for you got, like eating a lot of different fibers in forms of nuts, fiber supplements, but whole foods, your vegetables, your fruit, your resistant starch, like different potatoes and tubers, Jerusalem artichokes, different colors for different antioxidants that our gut bacteria seem to love very much and seem to thrive on it. So, um, do not eat foods that you are allergic to or that make you feel bad. Do not eat artificially created foods and products. Uh, eat variety of different foods uh, for your gut. Um, besides eating, you know, a lot, uh, a lot of those fiber-rich and antioxidant-rich whole foods. Uh, also make sure that every day you eat something with naturally occurring um, life probiotics. Uh, kefirs, yogurts, dairy, especially dairy kefir yogurts might help a lot with your digestion because calcium uh, is needed to create certain digestive enzymes to break down your fats and your proteins. Uh, but yeah, kefirs, uh, naturally fermented yogurts, make sure that there are light bacteria. Uh, and it says that on the label. So kefirs, yogurts, um, unsweetened, of course, without any additives or anything on the label that you don't understand. Uh, sauerkraut, kimchi, and other naturally fermented and pickled vegetables that also have live bacteria. Uh, so those are some of the practices, eating practices. And again, don't put weird artificial uh, ingredients and foods in your body. They're just not the same at all as whole foods. Um, so that's when it comes to food. Uh, and, um, and also in this book, they talk about a lot uh, about our emotions and stress levels and how all of that affects our gut microbiome. So they recommend in this book, not eat when you're sad, angry, uh, when you're depressed, when you're emotionally disturbed. Please do not eat at that time because that affects your gut via this gut-brain uh, axis or vagus nerve. So basically when your brain in that stressed state, it sends certain uh, chemical messages to your gut and your gut starts producing different stuff that is not beneficial for digestion. And that's why it's important not to eat when you're emotionally charged. Uh, it's best to eat when you're calm and at peace, having pleasant conversations with people you love, admire, cherish. Uh, they also recommend in this book to share your meals with people you love. Uh, also exercise. In this book, they recommend to exercise because from all the evidence and studies we have, it does affect our gut microbiome in a positive way, but only when exercise is done correctly, with uh, when balance with recovery, when it's not chronic, when you don't overtrain, because overtraining is a lot of stress on our uh, body and on our gut. Actually, professional athletes, especially during their peak season, they... Um, 
depress gut microbiota and uh, that has a huge effect on immune system so professional athletes after their competing season usually get sick a lot because of that so exercise but not too much stay active uh, get some fresh air like move uh, recover uh, sleep well all of that has an effect on our gut and then our gut has an effect on our mind on our emotions on our decision making there is a lot going on in our gut that affects our whole being but uh, this week, guys, at least what you can do, don't put artificial weird stuff in your gut. Uh, make sure to eat a lot of colorful plant foods with all the fibers and antioxidants. Uh, and every day consume uh, 150-200 milliliters of natural uh, kefir and yogurt. Maybe add some whole cut fruit into that. Uh, sauerkraut or kimchi. Make sure that those fermented foods do have live bacteria. It should state that on the label. Uh, do those practices and you feel so much better, guys. Just uh, even the first day you do this, you remove all the artificial stuff and added sweeteners and you just focus on whole foods, you already, and add some probiotic rich foods, you're already gonna feel so much better. Uh, and again, also uh, remember not to eat when you're stressed, depressed, angry, anxious. Uh, maybe meditate for five minutes first, take a few uh, deep breaths into your belly. making sure that you, when you breathe out, it takes twice as long as when you breathe in. That's important to calm yourself down and put yourself into a um, uh, relaxed state uh, that is primed for digestion. So just a couple of tips to really improve your gut health this week. And that's going to improve, improve everything, your energy levels, how you feel emotionally and physically, and how you perform when you do your work and how you train. It's going to change everything, guys. So the link to the book, uh, if you are interested to read it, is in the show notes. Uh, and besides that, uh, have a wonderful week, guys. Share this episode with as many people as you can to learn together and benefit from it together. And as usual, guys... Uh, Till next time, eat better daily. And that probably means eat better for your gut.